Bible Curious, where we explore the entire Bible from cover to cover, asking ourselves, what is the Holy Bible? What claims does it make about God? And what message does it have for us today? Whether you are faithful or unfaithful, believing, unbelieving, or just plain curious, this series is for you. I'm Arthur Milliken, and today we will be reading Exodus chapters 25 through 27 from the World English Bible. You can find our reading plan at biblecurious.org plan. Exodus chapter 25, Introduction. After delivering the law and ratifying the covenant, Yahweh now instructs Moses to build a tabernacle, a portable tent sanctuary where God will dwell among his people, the Israelites. Before listening to this chapter, I strongly recommend that you search the internet for images and videos of God's tabernacle. This will make it easier for you to visualize the elements of God's sanctuary as they are described here, which includes the Ark of the Covenant, a portable box for holding stone tablets containing the Ten Commandments. The lid of this box, called a mercy seat, adorned with golden-winged throne guardians called cherubim. A table, which would always be set with fresh bread for welcoming God to his temporary home. A large golden lampstand, or menorah, set with seven stems. And the tabernacle itself. Listen carefully and see the tabernacle with your mind's eye. When you hear measurements of the tabernacle's furniture, know that a cubit is about half a meter in length, and a talent is about 75 pounds, or 28 kilograms. This chapter includes Offerings for the Tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the Mercy Seat, the Table of Showbread, the Golden Lampstand. Exodus chapter 25 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they take an offering from me. From everyone whose heart makes him willing, you shall take my offering. This is the offering which you shall take from them, gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, sea cow hides, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. Let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all of its furniture, even so you shall make it. They shall make me an ark of acacia wood. Its length shall be two and a half cubits, its width a cubit and a half, and a cubit and a half its height. You shall overlay it with pure gold. You shall overlay it inside and outside, and you shall make a gold molding around it. You shall cast four rings of gold for it, and put them in its four feet. Two rings shall be on the one side of it, and two rings on the other side of it. You shall make poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark. 
The poles shall be in the rings of the ark. They shall not be taken from it. You shall put the covenant which I shall give you into the ark. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, and a cubit and a half its width. You shall make two cherubim of hammered gold. You shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at the one end, and one cherub at the other end. You shall make the cherubim on its two ends of one piece with the mercy seat. The cherubim shall spread out their wings upward, covering the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces toward one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the covenant that I will give you. There I will meet with you, and I will tell you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim which are on the ark of the covenant, all that I command you for the children of Israel. You shall make a table of acacia wood. Its length shall be two cubits, and its width a cubit, and its height one and a half cubits. You shall overlay it with pure gold, and make a gold molding around it. You shall make a rim of a hand width around it. You shall make a golden molding on its rim around it. You shall make four rings of gold for it, and put the rings in the four corners that are on its four feet. The rings shall be close to the rim for places for the poles to carry the table. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold, that the table may be carried with them. You shall make its dishes, its spoons, its ladles, and its bowls with which to pour out offerings. You shall make them of pure gold. You shall set bread of the presence on the table before me, always. You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be made of hammered work. Its base, its shaft, its cups, its buds, and its flowers shall be of one piece with it. There shall be six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of its one side, and three branches of the lampstand out of its other side. Three cups made like almond blossoms in one branch, a bud and a flower, and three cups made like almond blossoms in the other branch, a bud and a flower, so for the six branches going out of the lampstand, and in the lampstand, Four cups made like almond blossoms, its buds and its flowers, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, for the six branches going out of the lampstand. Their buds and their branches shall be of one piece with it, all of it one beaten work of pure gold." You shall make its lamps seven, and they shall light its lamps to give light to the space in front of it. Its snuffers and its snuff dishes shall be of pure gold. It shall be made of a talent of pure gold with all these accessories. See that you make them after their pattern which has been shown to you on the mountain. Verse 2 begins, Speak to the children of Israel that they take an offering for me. From everyone whose heart makes him willing, you shall take my offering. 
God ensured that the children of Israel would be furnished with precious metals and cloth by having them ask the Egyptians for it before the exodus began. However, God does not demand these materials be turned over to him. Rather, he asks for a free will offering from the Israelites, reminding them that their relationship with him is always a voluntary arrangement. Moses could direct the building of the tabernacle with confidence because Yahweh had shown him a pattern of it while he was on the mountain. That pattern, coupled with these detailed instructions, would be sufficient to ensure the structure would be built to the exact specifications required by God. This sanctuary is described in such intricate detail for two reasons. First, because the people of Israel were expected to actually build the tabernacle, and this text is detailed enough to make sure it was built correctly. And second, so that you and I could have a permanent record of how God expected to live among his people at this unique moment in history. And given this record, ask yourself one question. If you were to build this temple within the boundaries of your own imagination today, who do you think might come home for a visit? Exodus chapter 26, Introduction Last chapter, we received instructions for constructing furniture for God's tent, or tabernacle. This included the Ark of the Covenant, a rectangular wooden box plated with gold, a lid for the Ark called the Mercy Seat, also covered in gold and topped by two golden throne guardians called cherubim facing each other with their wings touching. A wooden table covered in gold, slightly smaller than the ark for holding bread, and a lampstand of pure gold with seven branches weighing 75 pounds. The ark and the table were fitted with rings for long gold-plated poles which could be used for carrying them. Next, we will learn the plan for the tabernacle structure itself, a rectangular structure 10 cubits wide, 10 cubits high, and 30 cubits long, stretching from east to west. Remember that a cubit is about half a meter. So it was 15 meters from the eastern entrance to the rear western wall, three times as long as it is wide. The tabernacle is shaped basically like a shoebox. The chapter begins with a linen covering for the walls and roof made from 10 long curtains attached to each other by the long edges, making a huge rectangular sheet. Then, a waterproof goat hair covering on top of that. Then, two giant leather sheets to complete the covering for the tabernacle. The structure would be made from gold-plated wooden boards standing side by side to form the northern, western, and southern walls. The text mentions tenons, which are small projections or tabs extending from the boards which would fit into sockets of a silver base, two for each board. A linen veil would separate the two rooms within the tabernacle. A rectangular holy place, 
next to the eastern entrance or the lampstand and the table for the bread of the presence would stand. And behind this veil, the most holy place, which is a room shaped like a perfect cube housing the Ark of the Covenant. Then, finally, one curtain which would form the eastern entrance to the tabernacle. This chapter includes the ten curtains of the tabernacle, the eleven curtains of goat's hair, the boards and sockets, the veil for the ark, the curtain for the door. Exodus chapter 26 Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen, and blue, and purple, and scarlet, with cherubim. You shall make them with the work of a skillful workman. The length of each curtain shall be twenty-eight cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains shall have one measure. Five curtains shall be coupled together to one another, and the other five curtains shall be coupled to one another. You shall make loops of blue on the edge of the one curtain from the edge in the coupling, and you shall do likewise on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second coupling. You shall make fifty loops in the one curtain, and you shall make fifty loops in the edge of the curtain that is in the second coupling. The loops shall be opposite one another. You shall make fifty clasps of gold, and couple the curtains to one another with the clasps. The tabernacle shall be a unit. You shall make curtains of goat's hair for a covering over the tabernacle. You shall make eleven curtains. The length of each curtain shall be thirty cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. The eleven curtains shall have one measure. You shall couple five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves. You shall double over the sixth curtain in the forefront of the tent. You shall make fifty loops on the edge of the one curtain that is outermost in the coupling, and fifty loops on the edge of the curtain which is outermost in the second coupling. You shall make fifty clasps of bronze, and put the clasps into the loops, and couple the tent together, that it may be one. The overhanging part that remains of the curtains of the tent, the half curtain that remains, shall hang over the back of the tabernacle. The cubit on the one side and the cubit on the other side of that which remains in the length of the curtains of the tent shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle on this side and on that side to cover it. You shall make a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red and a covering of sea cow hides above. You shall make the boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood, standing upright. Ten cubits shall be the length of a board, and one and a half cubits the width of each board. There shall be two tenons in each board, joined to one another. Thus you shall make for all the boards of the tabernacle. You shall make twenty boards for the tabernacle for the south side southward. You shall make forty sockets of silver under the twenty boards, two sockets under one board for its two tenons, and two sockets under another board for its two tenons. For the second side of the tabernacle, on the north side, twenty boards, and their forty sockets of silver, two sockets under one board, and two sockets under another board. 
For the far side of the tabernacle, westward, you shall make six boards. You shall make two boards for the corners of the tabernacle in the far side. They shall be double beneath, and in the same way, they shall be whole to its top to one ring. Thus it shall be for them both. They shall be for the two corners. There shall be eight boards and their sockets of silver, 16 sockets, two sockets under one board and two sockets under another board. You shall make bars of acacia wood, five for the boards of the one side of the tabernacle and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle and five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle for the far side westward. The middle bar in the middle of the boards shall pass through from end to end. You shall overlay the boards with gold and make their rings of gold for places for the bars. You shall overlay the bars with gold. You shall set up the tabernacle according to the way that it was shown to you on the mountain. You shall make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen with cherubim. It shall be the work of a skilled workman. You shall hang it on four pillars of acacia overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold on four sockets of silver. You shall hang up the veil under the clasps and shall bring the Ark of the Covenant in there within the veil. The veil shall separate the holy place from the most holy for you. You shall put the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant in the most holy place. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand opposite the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south. You shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the door of the tent of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen, the work of the embroiderer. You shall make for the screen five pillars of acacia and overlay them with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold. You shall cast five sockets of bronze for them. So to review, the first ten curtains made of linen were attached to each other to form a giant sheet which would be draped over the tabernacle and would form the ceiling. Then a stitched sheet of goat hair above that, then a giant leather sheet of ram skins dyed red, then another leather sheet made from a creature called Takash in Hebrew, translated as sea cow in the World English Bible. The translation of this word is surprisingly inconsistent from badger skins in King James to goat skins or porpoise skins with some translations giving up completely and translating takash as fine leather. I think the most plausible translation is the World English Bible's sea cow and that the actual animal intended is probably the dugong, a marine mammal similar to the manatee which is native to the Red Sea today. The walls of the tabernacle were made from upright boards which stood upon silver bases for support and crossbars which would help keep the structure stable. A linen veil would separate the holy place from the most holy place. The holy place would have the lampstand and the table of showbread 
while the most holy place would house the Ark of the Covenant. The entrance would be covered by a screen door and five gold-plated pillars. So why are we doing this exercise in visualization? Throughout the Bible, God places high value on man's ability to see things which are not directly in front of his eyes. This is a key component of faith. In Genesis 15, Yahweh made a promise to Abraham. Yahweh brought him outside and said, Look now toward the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. He said to Abraham, So your offspring will be. He believed in Yahweh, who credited it to him for righteousness. Exodus chapter 27 Introduction Now that we have the design for the tabernacle and its furniture, it's time to understand the tabernacle's surroundings. Remember, one cubit is about half a meter. First, we will have the altar of sacrifice, five cubits by five cubits, carved from wood and plated in bronze, with a horn on each corner, and a mesh grill inside for cooking. The altar will also be carried by poles, like the ark and the table inside, and accompanied with various tools for cooking the sacrifices. Then, a rectangular enclosure surrounding the tabernacle will form the courtyard, 100 cubits by 50 cubits, made from wooden pillars and linen hangings. The text mentions hooks and fillets, which are silver bands decorating each pillar, as well as bronze sockets forming each pillar's base. The Israelites also were to provide a continuous supply of oil for the lampstand. This chapter includes the bronze altar, the courtyard, the oil for the lamps. Exodus chapter 27. You shall make the altar of acacia wood, five cubits long and five cubits wide. The altar shall be square. Its height shall be three cubits. You shall make its horns on its four corners. Its horns shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with bronze. You shall make its pots to take away its ashes, and its shovels, its basins, its meat hooks, and its fire pans. You shall make all its vessels of bronze. You shall make a grating for it of network of bronze. On the net, you shall make four bronze rings in its four corners. You shall put it under the ledge around the altar beneath, that the net may reach halfway up the altar. You shall make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. Its poles shall be put into the rings, and the poles shall be on the two sides of the altar when carrying it. You shall make it hollow with planks. They shall make it as it has been shown to you on the mountain. You shall make the court of the tabernacle. For the south side, southward, there will be hangings for the court of fine twined linen, 100 cubits long for one side. Its pillars shall be 20, and their sockets 20 of bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their fillets shall be of silver. Likewise, for the length of the north side, there shall be hangings 100 cubits long, and its pillars 20, and their sockets 20 
of bronze, the hooks of the pillars, and their fillets of silver. For the width of the court on the west side shall be hangings of fifty cubits, their pillars ten, and their sockets ten. The width of the court on the east side eastward shall be fifty cubits. The hangings for the one side of the gate shall be fifteen cubits, their pillars three, and their sockets three. For the other side shall be hangings of fifteen cubits, their pillars three, and their sockets three. For the gate of the court shall be a screen of twenty cubits, of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen, the work of the embroiderer, their pillars four and their sockets four. All the pillars of the court around shall be filleted with silver, their hooks of silver and their sockets of bronze. The length of the court shall be one hundred cubits and the width fifty throughout and the height five cubits of fine twined linen and their sockets of bronze, all the instruments of the tabernacle in all its service and all its pins and all the pins of the court shall be of bronze. You shall command the children of Israel that they bring to you pure olive oil beaten for the light to cause a lamp to burn continually. In the tent of meeting, Outside the veil which is before the covenant, Aaron and his sons shall keep it in order from evening to morning before Yahweh. It shall be a statute forever throughout their generations on the behalf of the children of Israel. Just as Moses was shown patterns on the mountain to help him to visualize how to construct each item, I strongly recommend using the internet to find images of the tabernacle and its furnishings to help you to visualize this very special dwelling where God lived among his people in the wilderness. Here we have the bronze altar of sacrifice along with a large courtyard which surrounded the tent structure itself. While the tabernacle interior radiated shining gold from its walls and furniture, the exterior relied mostly on bronze for its metalwork. The Bible does not explain why these particular metals were chosen, but it's probably important to note that the gold was not used to impress the congregation with displays of wealth, since all of the gold would be inside the tabernacle and thus hidden from public view. You may have noticed that this simple act of visualization can enrich you from the inside out. What you create within your own imagination is yours indeed, and God does not actually need a dwelling made with human hands. Stephen the martyr declares in Acts chapter 7, However the Most High doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth a footstool for my feet. What kind of house will you build me, says the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Didn't my hand make all these things? Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive 
everyone who is indebted to us. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Thank you for listening. If you've satisfied any of your Bible curiosity, please rate this series. If you have feedback, write a review. And if you are still curious for more, please subscribe so that we can send you timely updates and join us for our next episode where we'll be reading Exodus chapters 28 to 29, God will dwell among the people. This is Arthur Milliken saying good night and God bless.